Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Rivet right side for Westwood. Westwood down the flank right side for Josiak. Camille crossed into the area, is blocked down. He gets it back, though. Camille to the center of the park. Vargas gets around his man and shot the stage. Well, you heard it right there. Decision day. Kerwin Vargas, enter Miami. Playoffs. Willie P was excited that day. And I bet he's going to be uh, similarly excited tomorrow night as Charlotte FC is back. Join Willie P and Jessica Sharman tomorrow night as Charlotte FC opens their 2024 season at home against New York City FC. The WFNZ Doghouse presented by Jack Daniels will open at 4.30 with the help of our sponsors, Pepsi, JJ's Red Hots, and Planet Kia. The pregame starts at 7 and all the action begins at 7.30 right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And uh, let's bring in Will Palachik on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You're about to get your fix, buddy. You Jones in for some soccer right about now? You said I'm excited tomorrow. I'm excited now. I'm ready to play it. Let's go. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, uh, give us a glimpse into the squad. I overheard your uh, your, your spiel. I I mean that respectfully, by the way, with Hoggard the other day about, you know, what this team's going to look like, what the expectations should be, some of the roster changes. So for anybody who just has forgotten about what happened last year or has not followed this team throughout the offseason, what changes were made and uh, what's this team, what's the squad going to look like? A lot of the same faces, in fact, you know, we were going through it today in the uh, in the office that, you know, 9 of 11 guys who started the game that was the playoff game against NYCF, against the New York Red Bulls, rather, returned to this squad. Unfortunately, two of the big ones that will not return are the two designated players, the two highest paid players from last year, Carol Swiderski and Camille Juzviak. Uh, Juzviak left on a permanent transfer, uh, Swiderski on a loan to Italy, and so that basically brings a lot of opportunity into the squad in terms of how Charlotte FC is going to get goals. I feel like there's going to be a lot more of a diverse attack. They want to go through the middle, not just on the flanks, which is something they did a lot over the first two seasons in terms of more on the wings. So you are going to see them try to get the ball to their striker, Enzo Capetti, who's back from a year ago. And what they did this year, Kyle, not too dissimilar to a baseball team, they kind of promoted the kids a little bit. They had a bunch of guys who were on their team that – won the Reserve League, the MLS Next Pro League last year, uh, that they promoted to the first team, guys including uh, Joao Pedro, as well as uh, Nikola Petkovic, Yuri Tavares, and also uh, a guy who turned 16 yesterday, and then Pasha Burkimas, who is somebody who very well could make his first team debut tomorrow. Uh, there's a lot of youth, but I also feel like a lot of opportunity. And one of the other things, too, that is great is that the way it works in soccer, you can have until April to add to your roster in the first transfer window, there's another one that comes in the summer. So they're not done adding to this roster. They've made a couple of different uh, pleas to try and make additions with a couple of uh, five, uh, at least seven-figure transfers, I should say. Unfortunately, it hasn't come to pass. But uh, as they always say, the roster is an evolving organism. So it should be interesting <laughs> to see how it goes uh, uh, over the course of these first couple of weeks. But uh, I think we're all very excited about it. All right. Well, Dean Smith is here. And we you know we, all the jokes are in the rear view now, but stop it, smoke. We don't need more four corners jokes, all right? But um, Dean Smith is here. He's been on the station. You've talked to Dean Smith. We've gotten a sense of what he's about. But 
in his first match tomorrow as, as the manager of this, this squad. Any expectations? Anything you're looking for? You know, it's weird. I see a lot of parallels between him and Steve Clifford because one of the things he keeps talking about is being tough to beat, being compact defensively, and having a sense of trying to make sure that they have themselves organized in the defensive end and that almost that it's a lost art when it comes to soccer. Everybody wants to look at, you know, the, the magical goals and things of that nature, but he wants to bring a sense of freedom but also a sense of structure at the same time. So I do feel like it is going to be a scenario where you see guys playing a lot more freely but, but also having an attention and atonement to the defensive end. And he wants to basically organize a team that works well on what's called the counterpress, the ability to get the ball back when they've lost it. I think you're going to see Charlotte FC very much more active on the defensive end in the opponent's other half to try and make sure that the other team doesn't have the ball for long, and when they get it back, they'll score. One of my favorite things he said over the course of the preseason is don't make a good chance better. Too many times last year they tried to basically dribble the ball into the net, Kyle. Uh, they want to take shots. They want to make shots. And uh, basically Dean says if you get your opening, uh, don't miss. Don't miss. I like that. Will Pelagic, Willie P., the voice of Charlotte FC. He's with us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. What are we expecting tomorrow? 60,000, is that right? According to Joe Laboo's last update from us, he said they were approaching 60,000. One of the things he said to me yesterday is that last year, I think a lot of guys kind of wait on the weather, and it seems like we got some good news on that uh, over the course of the last couple of hours, that any rain we might get might be uh, happening early, so it should be out of the picture by the time uh, match day goes. But he said over the last couple of days, a year ago for the opener, they got about a, about a 5,000-person walk-up. So they're expecting a pretty big walk-up tomorrow. So somewhere in the neighborhood of 60, maybe 65,000, possibly approaching last year's total uh, going into tomorrow. All right, so you know, 2022 and 2023 under our belt, so to speak. Year three of Charlotte FC, from a cultural standpoint, we, we just said it, 60,000 expected for the opener. That's incredible. Clearly, there's a strong culture, but cultures evolve, and you know there's still a newness about this organization, and, and even the MLS, in a sense. Like In terms of the growth of the Charlotte FC culture, fan culture, things that are taking place inside the stadium on match day, Like, what can you tell people out there who still maybe haven't been to a match or don't know that much about it? What growth have you seen, culturally speaking, with this club? Well, I think it's an electric vibe, and I think the fans really take to the players as well. Like, I think you start to see guys who who have favorites, and you know everybody's got a different player who they like. But I think at the end of the day, that the thing that's great about going to a game is that I know people think when you watch soccer on TV, there's not a lot of action, but when you watch it in person, it, it just hits different. I feel like you have a sense of. There always being something going on. It doesn't have the stop start of football or basketball. Uh, it almost kind of feels, and I heard the guys talking about this morning, it kind of feels like hockey in a way where the ball is constantly moving. You always have to kind of keep your head on the swivel to figure out where it's going. And, and every moment there can be that breakthrough. And uh, I'll say it, there's, there's nothing like seeing and feeling the celebration that comes from watching a goal happen, whether it's something that comes off a giveaway or just a teamwork and a goal there and, and the euphoria you get, uh, it's unlike, I think, anything we've seen in this city since, uh, at least from the Panthers' perspective, we had those uh, those great playoff run years under Cam and the rest. All right, two quick things I'll let you go. Hornets moved to 4-0 and last night. They win in Utah for the first time in 18 years. I mean, there's still 27 games under 500, but damn if this doesn't feel like a new team in a new season already, Willie P. What are you thinking right now? Vibes definitely changed on the entire front, Kyle, especially because I do feel like the guys who are existing are taking from the new guys, and they're getting that hunger. They're playing a lot better defense. 
They followed up a 35-point third quarter and points allowed last night to kind of come back and really shut things down against Utah. They went on a 29-6 to run and really kind of posted themselves up and, and got themselves a victory. I think Grant Williams has kind of been that heart and soul that the Hornets have been yearning for. I'm curious to see what it looks like when LaMelo and Mark come back. I know that Mark's a little further off, and LaMelo's been practicing with the squad, but uh, I feel like it's something that you can use as a, a building block for next year, especially after you get some of these other contracts off the board. All right, last thing. Uh, the NBA, excuse me, NFL salary cap exploded beyond what almost anyone expected earlier today. An additional $30.6 million teams are going to have to spend and that seems to potentially solve Carolina's problem with, with getting Brian Burns under contract. And I, I emphasize the seams. What do you think this means for, toward that end? Well, I think the two sides have to get themselves together. I do feel like a tag is eminent when you feel like that's going to happen before March the 5th. I don't think anything is going to really materialize on the, the contract front between now and then. So I feel like it'll be a tag and then a waiting process. We always know the deadlines spur action with those things. I don't know if we're going to see anything right away, but... It definitely does behoove the Panthers to get this done before the draft because I think any tag and trade scenario would have to include something when it comes to draft capital coming back that could help the Panthers immediately. But if you don't see anything past the draft, then uh, I do feel like it's something where the two sides have to get together. I think Brant Tillis is the key figure in this whole thing because he's at least one of the new members of trying to make sure that, hey, you know, we did like this is your value. We want to have you as a part of this organization. But obviously there has to be uh, – some dollars and cents that have to make sense for the rest of this team because, quite honestly, beyond Brian Burns, he's not the only need of this team. They need wide receivers, they need linemen, they need other parts of the defense, and I think that they have to find out how that fits in the equilibrium of the entire franchise. Willie P, tell Jess I said hello. Happy for both of you that you're back doing what you love, and we will be listening. Thank you, brother. we got to get you out to a game, Cal. Make it happen.